0: FM to get started. Hey everybody! In this episode of the Riverdale After Show, we're breaking down season four, episode two, chapter fifty-nine: Fast Times at Riverdale High. Cheryl gets revenge. Archie stands up for Reggie, and there's a mystery of brewing with Jughead. Oh baby, Riverdale is back! Let's do it. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is the time for the Riverdale After Show. <laughs> right here on uh, Buzz TV. Look at that. There we go. Oh, that
1: was so nice. Oh, gosh, thank you. Thank you.
0: I'm going to be going on tour. I'll be announcing my tour dates at the end of the episode. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Riverdale After Show, bringing down all the craziness that's happening there for our teenagers there in Riverdale. I am Frank Moran.
1: Thank you, Thank you. And I'm Katie Walsby. Hey, guys.
0: And as always... Like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up while you're there. And folks, if you want to share your thoughts and opinions, we would love to hear them because the chat is up and running. Katie's got her computer, that means it's all ready to go.
1: I'm looking at you guys. (laughs) Everyone's excited, so we're excited. Let's go, Frank. Everyone wants to dive in. That's
0: right. We're going to break it down. We'll do some predictions. Maybe we'll find a news story or two to drop at the end of it as well. But before we dive into everything in detail, Katie, what did you think overall?
1: Overall, very happy that we're back to our Riverdale ways, yes. and also I'm really excited that now Cheryl has a new enemy.
0: Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a uh, yeah she's she's
1: making a stand against Mr. Honey. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes.
0: <laughs> so it was, I mean, because certainly last weekend we talked about it. It was certainly a change of pace for the show, but it was a very nice emotional farewell to mm-hmm. Luke Perry. But we were both saying, okay. Once the craziness happening, and this did not fail to deliver.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. And I know it's only going to get crazier from here.
0: All right. I feel like the, the craziest thing we need to talk about, too, uh, is Cheryl.
1: <laughs> Good old <Okay>. Cheryl Boseman.
0: Because <laughs> you alluded that she's got a, a, a rivalry with the, the principal that's brewing.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: there's one thing I want to talk about Cheryl first. Okay. Is that we see her at the beginning of the episode. Uh, we saw last season that the way they were able to kind of make her think that her brother was alive is that they were... Uh, <laughs> They were faking that her brother was still alive, mm-hmm. but now we see that she does have indeed the dead body of her brother in her the basement of thistle house
1: yeah, yeah, she's a little uh wacky um probably not very healthy for her i, I don't think Ellie
0: at all <laughs> uh, amazing uh, she's got it locked away where no one else knows anybody that gets close to kind of going in that direction she is right there saying Ah no, there's nothing to see here
1: right she also doesn't really have anyone watching her though so she kind of like lives alone you know um so i think it gives her a little freedom to maybe keep a dead body somewhere <laughs>
0: I'm also thinking to you know all right hey do what you want to do Cheryl you know if you want to have that dead body cool but maybe not put it just in front of just like gates where it's so easy to see through the gates and see yeah. that dead body sitting over with the hand sticking out
1: right Just one hand <laughs> yes. perfectly out for anyone to see Yeah, keep
0: that uh, tucked away around the corner <laughs> where nobody's gonna see it I don't know why she's not doing that
1: uh, look maybe she wants someone to find him and ask her about it I don't know. All
0: right, uh quick thought on Cheryl Blossom. Okay. Do you think that she has gone over the bend and is a cuckoo bird or because she's got her dead brother hanging out in her basement?
1: Yeah, no, she's definitely crazy. Um <laughs> definitely crazy. But she also has like her head on her shoulders. So, I don't know. I think she just has some demons. It's
0: I, I worry though if Tony and her decide to part ways and she's left alone at Thistle House with only Grandma Blossom, oh boy, and Jason's dead body uh, as their yep. only sources of conversation, <laughs> she's gonna Sorry, definitely that's not off funny,
1: the but <laughs> <laughs> only sources of conversation, yeah, which is not much, so. It definitely, that would be a spiral for her, yeah. I feel like we would definitely see her spiral if that ever happened. So please don't, Tony, don't break up with Cheryl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta stick around. We Definitely. Uh, Well, we start the episode off. with uh, Jughead basically filling us in after Mm -hmm. the events of last episode saying goodbye to Fred for the rest of the summer. The rest of the crew hung out with Archie all the time. They got dinner with him at Pops all the time, and it seemed like he was getting better and better as the days went on. And then it's time for the first day of school.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And then (laughs) we're here. (laughs) Uh,
0: It felt like the weird, like, hey, we're just going to have a nice hookup sesh before school starts.
1: Yeah, that was... (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, we're just going to go right into this. I mean, I'm happy that my, like, fab four, everyone's back together. Everyone's happy in a relationship. But, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, no one's parents are really around anymore. And they're seniors.
0: Yeah. I I guess, you know, get the love on. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right. Uh, but they have so much fun though that they forget to set the alarm. And of course,
1: you're late for your first day of senior late class. For your first day, come on, guys, get it together.
0: You ever been late for school? Yes. Was it <laughs> easy for you to sneak
1: in? Um, only one year when I had my art class. My first period, because my teacher would always be okay with it as long as I grabbed her something on my way in. So if I got her like a granola bar or coffee or something, she she would be okay with the ten fifteen minutes late.
0: You could bribe your way out of it.
1: Just her though, so uh, she's not obviously like Mr. Honey. So no, that's true. I uh,
0: only late once, and uh, it used to be like for our school they would you would check down they had like a scantron sheet. Where the teacher would kind of dot oh, everybody who was absent, mm-hmm. and then take it down, yeah, take it and put it outside the door. And me and two oh. of my friends got there late, and then we just got that sheet and we erased. <laughs> we were absent, and then we went off and we just hung out for like the rest of that hour. For, for the class. oh, you just
1: took the hour off. <laughs> yeah, that was it. We're like, all
0: right, it was cool.
1: Easy enough. Yes, yeah. I got away with it. It
0: was great. <laughs> uh, so yes, you uh, you did mention Mr. Honey, our mm-hmm. new principal, played by Ker Smith.
1: Yeah, how exciting.
0: Yes, so. Uh, It certainly comes off as very uh, very Mm rules-oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Mr. Strict.
0: Yes, so uh, there's going to be discipline, there's going to be order, and there's going to be consequences.
1: Which we know does not go well with his group of friends.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. They don't listen to anything. (laughs) I mean, if you look at, we have, the only principal we have to compare to is Mr. Weatherby, Mm -hmm. who started off as, I don't know, he seemed like okay, but then he got sucked into the farm.
1: Yes, so... He just kind of turned out to be wacky.
0: Yes. So, you know, I don't know. For a a high school, do you need a very strict disciplinarian, or do you need somebody that's going to be compassionate and understanding?
1: Um, I think you need some strictness, definitely, because those are the years when, I mean, you're rebelling the most, at least, well, I feel like I did, and I didn't want to do something, or, you know, I was like, oh, no one's going to notice, I just skip class or go out for lunch um with the seniors or something or yeah come in late.
0: <laughs> so how many times did you go to the principal's office?
1: Oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Tardy, I didn't get enough tardies to get me to the principal's office. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. You weren't a disciplinary uh you didn't need any disciplinary action.
1: No, um but I think it is good just to have structure and to know that Someone is there to give you consequences, and you can't just go lolly lolly da, keep doing, you know, those things.
0: Well, one person, as we've been kept on talking about Cheryl Blossom, one person who does not respond well to, uh, you know, challenges mm-hmm. uh, or being told no. Right, our good old pal Cheryl Blossom.
1: Cheryl, good old Cheryl,
0: and she wants to throw a uh, back to school dance. I mm-hmm. mean, it's been a rough year. Last year, we had everything going on with the uh, the. Griffins yeah. and Gargoyles.
1: Rough Summer.
0: Yes, Rough Summer. You know, let's celebrate with a dance.
1: Right. Yeah. And he says, no, no, no.
0: But there's part of me that I guess kind of understand because he says, you know, the last dance we had here, people were murdered.
1: You know, that's true. Um, yeah, he doesn't really know anything about Riverdale too much or the high school. And, he, I mean, right, he only knows what he's heard or probably read. He hasn't been in the thick of all of it. So I think from an adult perspective, that's probably a normal decision.
0: I guess, because there's part of me that says, like, All right, the last time we had one, somebody died, so we shouldn't do that again. But then there's also the part of me, too, It's like, you got to get back on the horse.
1: Right, yeah, I mean, you can't just not have dances forever.
0: Yeah, so we should just get right back out and do them and make sure that we're having fun and get away from those terrible memories and make fun ones.
1: Yeah, Mr. Honey, you should just make sure that it's a safer environment.
0: Yeah. If you're all about order and discipline, I feel like you could really set up a, a nice security system in there to make sure nobody's going to get bothered.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Have some um, parents come and, uh, you know, be there for the prom, too. <laughs> like security. <laughs> what do they do? I'm trying to think of the right word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Say a> chaperone? <laughs> chaperone. There you go.
1: I'm like a parental guidance.
0: <laughs> oh, that way. But wouldn't you feel uncomfortable if it was one of your parents there chaperoning?
1: No, thank God my parents never did that.
0: I would feel so uncomfortable (laughs) if one of my parents said, like, hey, we're going to chaperone your dance. Like, no, it's already awkward enough as it is.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, okay, I'm not going. (laughs) Go to the next one.
0: You can chaperone it. I'll stay home. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so we basically have our four characters kind of setting up at least the initial bits of their storylines this season. So we've got Archie hanging <laughs> out with Mad Dog. And what I like about Archie starting to get like Mad Dog, hey, why don't you finish school? Yeah. Your brother's going to finish uh, doing a mm-hmm. freshman year, so why don't you finish it? Get your high school diploma.
1: I'm excited that Mad Dog is going to stay around for this season. I honestly thought that he wasn't going to come back since the storyline kind of died out.
0: It's Riverdale does a great thing of introducing a character, then dropping them for... You know, half a dozen episodes, then bringing him up for a hot second, then <laughs> losing him all again. And so by the right. end of the end of the last season, when we saw him hanging out with Archie saying, oh, yeah, I'll help you run this boxing club. You know, to be honest, by this time, I was like, "Yeah, no, we're just going to move past that. It was just a season three thing. But no, it looks like we're going to be sticking around. Uh, with Mad Dog hanging out in Archie's life, which I'm all for.
1: I'm excited. And his name is Monroe Moore. Yeah. What a cool name. Okay, like, okay. I love that name. And now I just want to call him Monroe and not Mad Dog. It <laughs> seems so much sweeter <laughs> and nicer. And I can't wait to get to see the sweet side of him. That's true. <laughs> Do I have a crush? Maybe. Oh,
0: <laughs> all right. Early predictors there for uh, fresh time. Yes. Uh, so we've got Archie trying to live up to his father's reputation, helping others. Uh, Then we've got uh, Charles and Betty, who's picking up on our threads on the farm from last year, Mm -hmm. where we've got uh, Alice deep undercover, and they're trying to find out because she's missed some of her her check-ins.
1: Right. Um, Alice, we're worried about you. And I honestly think that she's not okay. I think that definitely something's going on. I mean, Edgar really took to her and wanted to make her his wife. Well, And he did. And I don't know. I feel like he has a special place for her.
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly he seemed to be, and she did a great job of selling it last season, for sure. Because even until the end when she told uh, Alice, like, no, no, I'm really in on this, and I got to stick around to get uh, Penny out of here, too. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, well, I guess that justifies your crazy decisions you were making all this past season. Okay, (laughs) I'll buy that. Uh, So I'm glad that she's doing this, but then I'll ask you first, what do you think of Charles? Do you think he's, he's like, he seems too good to be true. Do you think he is?
1: Um you know yes. <laughs> I just get a weird vibe from him. I don't know. What about you? What do you think?
0: You know, it would be I would love to have somebody like a family member, uh whether it's, you know, like a cousin, a brother or sister or something, uh, come into the show and not have a hidden agenda, not turn out to be like a secret creep.
1: Mm-hmm. It would be
0: nice and so far It
1: would be nice.
0: Charles is giving me the illusion that, or the impression, I should say, that he's above board.
1: Normal that he has. He's yeah, he has been reacting to everything. I feel like in a very normal way. Um, But I don't know. Like, why did he come? Like, where did he come from? I'm just curious.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, because like the one scenes, I feel like we haven't really had much yet. I'd like to see more. F.P. and Charles scenes. If we're not going to have Alice around, she's going to be hidden. Mm
1: -hmm. I'd love to see
0: an F.P. and Charles scene just to see how that dynamic is.
1: Oh, I would like to see that too. Yeah. It's like, hey,
0: you're you're my kid that I didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. I still think that's, it seems (laughs) weird that we've got a kid uh, that is both the half brother uh, to both Betty and Jughead.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it's just like a weird, like, but Betty's really the only one who's talking to him. Yeah. No one else is really, like, conversing with
0: Charles. No, come on. He's a good guy. He's hiding out in this, this basement for some for whatever reason. Right, yeah. Wearing his nice, you know... Normal. His, his nice, you know, <laughs> he's got his suit on and everything. Okay, keeping track of uh, whatever the farm action's happening.
1: Yeah. But I also feel like, I don't know, is he being... I don't know if he's very trust... He's not very trusting of everyone except for Betty, right? With the whole Kevin thing... You know, he was like, why did you say anything? Like, we can't trust anyone.
0: Well, let's dive in. You mentioned Kevin. Why don't we talk about him for a hot second? Because we saw him as I lamented last episode. We just see him standing outside with uh, Josie as Archie pulls up out bringing his father home. And that was it. No words, nothing said. Just with his arm around Josie. And there we go. Uh, Now we get to find out what happened over the summer, that pretty much nobody spoke to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only one that would even say hello back to him would be Fang, and that was through text. And so he is claiming that, you know, he's worked on himself. He realizes he doesn't need the farm, but he does need his friends. So he's trying to mend fences with Betty, but he still seems untrustworthy.
1: Yes. You know, I think I want to agree with Betty during this and just say that he's honestly probably just lonely and confused um from what i'm seeing i think he's very trustworthy but he just doesn't know maybe who is his true friend like he said he got dropped from the farm he felt very lost but he lost his friends because he joined the farm so he just needs to really be with his friends and really gain their trust back i think and we have a lot of people in the chat oh yes who are agreeing and they're saying that kevin is we got um arun pukote i'm sorry if i butchered your name um but he says who's trust who trusts kevin is true to betty and helps her or is he trying to get back in what do you think He's helping her. You think he's just trying to get back in some sort of a friendship, Grace, or he's just lonely?
0: I would, you know. Again, I would love to give Kevin the benefit of the doubt Uh, because certainly I would think that he would realize that he was abandoned by everybody around the farm. Plus, he found out everything that the farm was up to. Mm -hmm. If that's not enough to make you reconsider your actions, like why was I supporting this guy that was going to carve out my body parts to sell to somebody else, and then uh, just. Abandoned everything and just took off in the middle of the night, deliberately leaving me behind. Yeah. Uh, Especially because he, uh, Fang says, you were left behind because they didn't think you could be trusted. And yet there was nothing that Kevin did at the end of last season that even gave you the slightest impression. He was in deep into the farm.
1: Very in deep. He would have gave an organ. Yes. If you just asked him, probably. He
0: was ready to go. I mean, like (laughs) Betty said, you dragged me by my feet to go get a lobotomy. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I don't know how anybody got the impression that we couldn't trust you.
1: I mean, maybe maybe they did see that sliver where he is just very loyal to Betty.
0: You know, I, I was... They've well, been
1: best friends for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's true. But you know what? The other thing, though, too, is I feel like this show does not do Kevin enough justice. As I talked about last week, two words, like... the. You say they've been best friends, and that's what the show says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we rarely see them having more than like a scene or two together, and then it's you know then it'll be go several episodes, and then they'll reconnect for a hot second, and then several more episodes. We never really see them hang out, just but there's never a a Betty Kevin yeah. storyline.
1: There hasn't been in probably like a season or two. Yeah, I agree. They've been very separated, more just like surface level friends because. Maybe they have been friends for so long. I'm I guess, sure.
0: I mean, again, it goes back to it's it's all about the core four, and then everybody else is just at the whims of whatever the story dictates. Oh, I guess we could use Kevin for a scene here. Okay, let's write Kevin in the scene, but we're not going to do really anything else with that character until we need him again. Like it's a little frustrating for for moments like this because it's like I could go either way with the, at least the the amount of screen time that you've given me on Riverdale of Kevin. I could go either way too, whether he's being truthful to Betty or not.
1: Mm -hmm. So Logan Knight says it was probably something that happened during the summer with Kevin and the farm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it seemed definitely, (laughs) definitely something did happen. They're not, they're not friends no more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We uh, we do see though that Fang shows up, our good boy Fang, and uh, he's brainwashed. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's. He's definitely in. I, yeah, I, I,
1: he's in. I, he's in deep.
0: <laughs> uh, but we end the episode with uh, with Kevin and Betty and Charles, where Kevin does say that he'll tell them, like, that give them the fake information mm-hmm. and find out where the farm is located. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're located at some hotel on the other side of the Maple Barrens. Right. And they're holed up with a bunch of arms, and they're ready to make a stand. Yeah. So, I, I guess I'm gonna have to buy what Kevin's saying. Especially what we saw in a preview yeah. for next week.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we believe you for now, Kevin. We're still suspicious. <laughs>
0: uh, then, uh, But you know what? You know what we are suspicious of, though? We are never suspicious of our fantastic fans.
1: We are never suspicious, Frank. Oh my God. I loved that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, guys, before we move on to our next topic, We, just me and Frank, wanted to let you know that we wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. And for us to continue to grow, we need your guys' help. So if you're on YouTube right now, please hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. One, two, three, four, five. Um, But no matter where you are, please leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation Obviously, we love talking to you guys. We love hearing your thoughts. Most of the time, I feel like we agree, you know? Um, So being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly, truly appreciate your guys' support in doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying all of our shows, and check out other shows on AfterBuzz TV. I'm sure that there is more than one that you guys are going to fall in love with.
0: Very true. Very true. There's so many. so many platforms here with so many great shows. So
1: many. I can't even keep up.
0: That's true. I have a whole <laughs> list that I keep, and it's just like it's like pushing a stone up a mountain. It, it never stops. There's so many new great hosts and great shows.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: so we've also got our, our boy Jughead. Jughead Forsyth there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: where he is being uh, kind of wooed, uh, recruited by uh, Stonewall Prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we got uh, Mr. Chittings, played by Sam Whitworth. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're a big fan of Smallville, he was on there. Or if you're a big fan of uh, The Clone Wars, he was the voice of Darth Maul on, the sh- on that show. But now play Mr. Chitting.
1: I'm excited. On it. I think Jughead needs to go.
0: You know... <laughs> It needs to go, but I, I felt like the the show really laid it on heavy handed. That like, yeah, this is the Stonewall Prep is a bunch of a bunch of tools. Go to Stonewall Prep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I when Mister Channing says, "Hey, just come over for a tour," and hooks him up with Brett. Man, <laughs> could you not think of like a worse person to set you up with for Brett. a tour?
1: Even his name, Brett.
0: I mean, it's just <laughs> oh, he was so obnoxious. Like, how is that going to sell me? on um, going to your school having to talk to this really obnoxious guy.
1: Right. I mean, they're just giving you a feel for the school, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Plus but, all the amenities. I mean, yeah, certainly. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, certainly, yeah. I mean, Brett goes on and talk about, like, how amazing, the you know, the, all the stats for the school, how incredible mm-hmm. it is. And how, but, uh, but also the teachers brought a touch, except for Mr. Chitting. He gets it. Mm-hmm. And that's just because he's right coming up right behind me. <laughs> yeah, but I thought Brett was the worst tour guide that you could have to get somebody to go like, yeah, 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 this seems cool. Yeah, I'll go to the school.
1: <laughs> Especially Whoa. Jughead, who doesn't really, you know, vibe with those kinds of personalities. You know, He's more of a loner, so yeah, to put someone like Brett with him is a little shocking.
0: Uh, and <laughs> so he does go to a salon the following day where they get to talk about Moby Dick. I've never read Moby Dick. Are you?
1: No, I was supposed to. Don't tell my ninth grade literary teacher. Uh oh,
0: I'm sure you're watching. <laughs> ninth grade literary
1: teacher. She definitely is. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> uh oh, busted. Uh, yeah, I never read it. Uh, I've never seen any uh, any of the films, like with Gregory Peck. I've never read the Cliff Notes. Me I mean, I can tell you, like, call me Ishmael. That's the only thing that it's I know. It's about
1: a whale, right?
0: That's, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but they do the salon and. Jughead's able to uh, drop a little knowledge there, which uh, seems to, like, shut up the rest of the people in the class. he (laughs) did. Like, Brett is just sitting there like, I want to, like, tell him he's wrong, (laughs) but, I mean, he quoted. He quoted him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. No, uh, I totally agree. Yeah, Brett, with his face, was like, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, I want to say something to you, but I know that it's not going to be right, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's, like, and Jughead loves it. He goes, oh, well, he loves it because he tells everybody back at Riverdale It's like, yeah, to hang out with people that have actually read Moby Dick. Dick. But I'm also thinking, like, well, so far, of that salon, we never really saw much of anything. We saw people griping about having to read it. And then we saw Brett being frustrated because Jughead brought up a good point. Right. we didn't really hear anything else from any other student. It made me think, like, yeah, these guys, it was a really in-depth discussion about Moby Dick.
1: Right. There was no discussion. There was just Jughead's comment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then it all, like, quieted down after that. Yeah,
1: and then we left. Yeah. We left the scene. (laughs)
0: Uh, But just to make sure that, uh, I mean, Jughead's adamant. It's like, no, I don't want to do this. FP's like, yeah, you should go to do this. Uh, And then it comes down to a class where everybody's in, and (laughs) the teacher comes out with a summer reading. And... I don't know. I've never had a teacher in, in high school give me summer reading.
1: Um, no, I know that, you know, extra credit, but never mandatory.
0: Uh, so she decides to read, <laughs> and it's really dull. Like a
1: glacier pace. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, And then Betty does something which I I would never have the guts to do, is to walk out in the middle of the class while the teacher's standing up there reading.
1: It's senior year, baby. Like, (laughs) what do you want from them? But they just walk
0: out. Come with me. We're going to walk out right now. The fact that she doesn't say anything. She just keeps reading and lets that go. Like, what kind of... She's she's checked out.
1: I know. We both looked at each other like, what?
0: (laughs) I mean, it's day two, day three, and already checked out.
1: Late the first day, left class the second day.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so by the end of the episode, though, he decides he's going to go to Stonewall.
1: Good. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to see what all these crazies do over there.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, now, speaking of crazies, though, we don't have to go all the way to Stonewall to to find crazies. Sometimes it's as close uh, as one of our best friends and their father. Because oh we do get to see Reggie. Mm-hmm. We saw a little bit of it last season when he showed up uh, talking to them after they brought up the the gold Griffin and Gargoyles game.
1: He mm-hmm. showed up
0: talking about the other uh, Shiner and yeah. had it from his dad. Uh, this time he's got another one, and we get to see uh, Reggie being belittled by his dad at a football practice.
1: Yeah. Um, th- that came on a little left field. Got to say, I did not think that that storyline would happen. I was wondering where he had the black eye last episode. Um, I'm honestly excited, though, that they're also bringing more light to Reggie's life, because we only ever knew him as Veronica's, like, boy toy, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's good to see that there's actually some, you know, dense stuff behind him, and it's very sad, though, to... um, See abuse, though, you know
0: it is. But then this—I feel like I'm jumping ahead to our special segment here for a moment. Oh
1: boy, it's okay. Uh,
0: but it also brings me back to my frustration at times with this show, where we get to see uh, Reggie have his kind of Ferris Bueller moment, or well, like Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, his Cameron moment from Ferris Bueller, Cameron, where yeah. he takes it out on his dad's car because his dad never pays right. him any attention, right? And that's how he's going to show him. And so Reggie does the same thing with the baseball bat to his dad's prized car. And Mm -hmm. then we just cut to later, where it's, it's Archie talking with Reggie. Well, you know, it started us talking. Like, I think I rather would have seen
1: that scene. Yeah, I honestly didn't... I wanted to talk about this, too, in the other segment. But I honestly feel like that's a lie. Like, I don't... Just from what we've seen and... How he said his dad never talked to him before. All of a sudden you smash his car window and he's ready to open up to you and talk to you and listen to you. It just, I don't know, it seems a little far-fetched to me. I don't know if maybe he was just deflecting and didn't want to talk about it. Or if it really is true.
0: Yeah, I mean, you hope for Reggie that it is true. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we're probably never going to see his dad again, so we'll just have to take his word for it. <laughs> so, sure.
1: His okay. dad, Mark, yep. came in one episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, and speaking of dads, we do have, uh, wrapping up our core four storylines, we do have Veronica dealing with paparazzi. Yes. As well as Hiram kind of uh, saying, hey, you know what? It was Veronica. She was the one that did it, and I took the fall for everything that she did.
1: Very ballsy. Very ballsy. Um, and he's now giving up his miha. Like, what's going on? I thought, like, I know, like, Lodge family over everything besides maybe Hermione, but that's his daughter. And I'm a little shocked that I'm, like, 90% shocked, 10% not shocked because it's, like, Mr. Lodge. But I didn't think he would maybe stoop that low to throw his daughter under the bus Again,
0: yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not surprised at anything that Hiram does at this point. Uh, but we end the episode because we kind of figure out what's going to be the hook for the season, and we've got see see some tantalizing things: Cheryl mm-hmm. and Mister Honey, uh, what's going to happen with uh, Reggie and his dad? That's a certainly tantalizing hook. Uh, you know, Alice and the farm, and Charles and Betty. Uh, but it ends up being at least the flash forward we get at the end of the episode is to spring break. And we see everybody searching for Jughead after he says, I'm going to uh, Stonewall. It's going to be great.
1: Oh, my God. Um, That just gave me flashbacks to when he got beat up so bad that he almost died in a bush. (laughs) 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 That's not funny. But it is. I don't know. I'm getting like flashbacks. I'm like, is he going to be really dead this time? Like,
0: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I saw that. I mean, at the end of last season, they burned his beanie.
1: Look, prep boys don't mess around. They're rich and their parents can cover stuff up. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well. That's uh, where my brain went to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel like it's time for us to do the hottest new special segment. Yes. Riverdale.
1: Riverdale rants, guys. (laughs) Does it do the horn? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but I can't. So yeah, Riverdale Rants guys, where we talk about one thing from the episode that really grinded our gears and we just really need to hash it out right here for uh, you guys. You have one? I did we did sort of touch on it, but it was Reggie and his storyline about bringing his father in. Um I feel like I should be more sensitive about this, but Honestly, I'm just like, where is this coming from? It's very left field. And again, like, is this just going to go away? And then we don't see Mark for like eight episodes. And then he randomly comes back in.
0: Yeah, it's that's the frustrating thing about the show. Uh, mine, I, I am torn between two rants, but I guess I'll go with my second one, and that is having to deal with uh, Veronica, because at the end of the, uh, her story arc for this episode, she goes, all right, I'm finally going to make a stand. The paparazzi are right outside her door. One, how they even got into Riverdale High. Terrible, especially for a new, te- a new principal that's all about order and discipline. Yeah,
1: they came from all different angles. Yeah.
0: So already, <laughs> Mr. Honey, you have failed. Uh, but they show up at re- uh, Veronica's home. And she slams the door and then composes herself for a moment Mm -hmm. and then opens it up and says, you know, I'm only going to give one statement. And it's going to be the uh, beginning and end of anything I have to say. But I'll only do it at Le Bon Nuit Speakeasy. uh, And there will be a special performance.
1: (laughs) after the (laughs) (laughs) I will have a press conference after my performance.
0: (laughs) So we have to These poor journalists. Well, I can't I mean, I can't say poor journalists because there's, you know, they're just, you know, invading a high school, you know, a senior year high school student's life. to get whatever salacious scoop they have right? So they're dirty they're, they're, they're sleazy and they're scummy okay sure mm-hmm. but they also that, it's so self-indulgent of uh, uh, Veronica to say you come and watch me sing all that <laughs> yeah. jazz and then I'll tell you what you need to hear
1: Look, she's a business lady, <laughs> and she got herself her audience, and maybe she made a little bit of revenue while they were there.
0: Oh, I was like, "Come on, guys!" But, yeah,
1: that was a little like, <laughs> "Why?" <laughs> uh,
0: so so awful, so awful, so awful. Uh, I mean, hot hot second, uh, mini ten second Riverdale rant was also when we see they set up uh, Kevin to go find Fang mm-hmm. to give him, you know, to lure him out. Uh, so Kevin can kind of give him this false information. But nobody's there except for Betty. Why isn't the FBI then just following Fang so they can find it until it it takes all the rest of the episode for Fang to get released to that information?
1: Well, you see, this is why I have my suspicions about Charles. What the heck is Charles Uh, doing in that basement? Is he really with the FBI? Is his badge fake? Betty, did you do your research on him?
0: uh, Those (laughs) are hot Riverdale (laughs) rants. So if you've got a rant... Chime away in the chat or leave a comment down below. We'd love to hear what uh, what made you want to rant this episode.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, as we're getting to wrap up, though, uh, you know, I guess I, we can uh, do a little bit of predictions here. We're almost running out. So, yeah. after predictions. TV predictions. Ooh. So many things have been set up this uh, this episode for the season. Mm-hmm. What is what is something that you feel you're going to be seeing?
1: Um, I'm very excited for the Stonewall Prep people. I want to get to know them. I want to get to see all these crazies over there. I want to know the dynamic that that are going to happen um, with Jughead while he's there. I don't know. I'm ready for those prep, prep boys, prep girls. I want to see what's going on over there. See and- more Brett.
0: Oh, Brett. <laughs>
1: Yo, Brett's not too hard to look at, though. So. <laughs> he can be all moody all he wants, but he looks good while doing it. <laughs> also, um, I really feel like Alice is in danger. I feel like she's being held hostage and that maybe Edgar found out about her little deal with the FBI. Oh,
0: all right. All right. Yeah, uh, me. Boy, uh, I won't... It doesn't seem like it's a hard prediction to make that uh, everything is not on the up and up with Mr. Chitting. I'm sure there's going to be something. Mm -hmm. Every sort of kind of mentor figure almost invariably ends up having some kind of dark secret about them that's going to drag Jughead down and it's going to lead into this whole big thing that happens somehow on spring break where Jughead ends up missing. Damn you, Mr. We're G.
1: calling it now. Damn you. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Riverdale After Show. Time flies when you're breaking down a fun show like this.
1: Yes, and there's so much craziness to talk about.
0: Oh, yes. But as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. But if you want to stay in touch with either of us even after the show's over, Katie, where can they find you?
1: You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at KatieWolski underscore. Chat me up
0: chatter up as I am drink my water mm, delicious uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. folks that's going to do for this episode of the Riverdale After Show we'll be back here next Wednesday, Wednesday night that is right yes with an awesome episode right here on AfterBuzz TV see ya. our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows whatever you crave we've got it